You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Good morning, Harvest Bible Church. Are you alive and well this morning? A couple of you will take it. Uh, Still on the early side, I guess you could say. Uh, But we have a couple announcements for you this morning. So starting off, today is going to be the last day of our pre-sales for our bake sale coming up. And um, I just needed to clarify quickly. Um, We're not doing any payments or you're not paying for anything. We just want to know how much to make. uh, So you all get what you want if you pre-order. Um, because our students are working really hard, and we want to make sure everyone gets to experience what they create, and you get to kind of see the hard work that they're doing, okay? Um, so pre-sales are going to finish up today after service, and the next Sunday, which is the 7th, is going to be the day of our actual bake sale. Um, so we're going to have a little table for you guys. If you did a pre-order, you can just head to that table, pick up, and then uh, we'll take care of everything from there. And the reason we're doing it is because we have our Beach Blitz coming up, which our students are really excited about. Um, I could just ask any one of them at any time, and they'll just, like, scream their head off as soon as I mention it. Um, Because it seems unreal, like, to go to the boardwalk and they close it. They're like, no, you can't come. We get to camp there overnight. It is the coolest part. It was my favorite thing. A couple years ago when we went, someone uh, lent us a tent. Um, However... Uh, they did not have any poles in the tent. So probably should have checked that before I left, um, admittedly. So I ran all around Santa Cruz looking for a tent. I called the store and they said, we have one. I said, please do not sell it to anyone else. I don't want to sleep on a bench tonight because it would be me. We will be more prepared this year. Uh, Also, um, This upcoming Saturday, you guys, we also have the men's breakfast, 8 o'clock. Incredible time, incredible food, incredible fellowship, and an incredible word. And if you believe it, we do it all in one hour, too. 9 o'clock, we're done. We're good. Pack it up. Everyone goes home. We squeeze it in. So it's a great time. And uh, at the men's breakfast, also, we have the men's retreat coming up at the end of this month, August 26th. A couple of you are excited. It's okay. That's your birthday? Look at that. We're going to celebrate double. Uh, August 26th through 28th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we're going to be at Eagle's Rest in Twain Heart. It's the same place we go, and um, it's a really awesome area, and uh, we have an incredible time every year we go. Uh, the cost is $150. You can pay, and that's what's going to lock your spot in. Uh, so you can sign up uh, in the Welcome Center with Leticia after service today. Um, So that's it for the announcements. Uh, We'll see you guys, hopefully, for some pre-orders after church. And junior high, with the family service, we're staying in, um, and we're a part of it. Amen? Amen. I think we should all go to that beach thing. That sounds fun. (laughs) I'm all about the beach, right, Leticia? Right? (laughs) Samantha's like, yes, babysitters. (laughs) Um, Well, welcome this morning. Uh, Again, this is our family service, and I I wanted to explain, so all you kiddos, listen to Miss Pam. Um, You're going to get your boxes today during the service. Inside, it wouldn't be appropriate to talk about diving in and talking about uh, what Pastor Mark's going to talk about without fish crackers. So you get some little snacks in there. Just be careful. Don't spill them, okay? Eat all your little fishies. And then um, in, your, in your boxes, so this is a preschool one. So if your child's a preschool, they can sit by you or you can have them, probably be better to have them sit by you. But you guys are going to get um, some stickers. And then all of you are going to have this sheet. And it has some fish on it, okay? And um, what we're going to do is every time you hear Pastor Mark say, follow Jesus, say that with me, follow Jesus. You need to color one of the fish, okay? And I gave you a couple crayons in there. So you got to listen really closely to Pastor Mark's message this morning and listen for uh, follow Jesus. And what are you going to do when you hear follow Jesus? You're going to color a fish. You guys are so brilliant. All right. And then um, show Miss Pam afterwards, okay? I want to see how many times he said that. I'll probably be coloring a sheet too myself. And, um, and then, you know, parents, what, this, what we do with these when we do Bible bingo and we do these, 
You know, it gives, um, it really alerts the children to pay attention to what Pastor Mark is saying. And so ask them, when, you, when they take home their papers, ask them, you know, well, what did, she, what did he say about following Jesus? And, you know, just, it, it's, it gives you an opportunity to really reemphasize the message with them. So it's going to be a great message this morning. My husband and the guys around here were such troopers to help me. And um, so we're excited. So we're going to pass those out right now. Do not open your boxes until Pastor Mark starts preaching, okay? All right. There's boxes for preschool. You want to help her, uh, Carl? That'd be great. Oh, no, it's going to stay here. Oh. Well, are they making you do it? Were, were you in... Inco- oh, okay. Well, you do your job. Whatever they told you to do, just do it, brother. <laughs> like Jesus. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. If they told you, do it. Cameron can help you. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. So, preschool. If you're a preschooler, stand up. Preschool and kindergarten. Stand up. Preschool, kindergarten. We got just one preschool. I know... Wes is preschool too. Okay, Pre- uh, Wesley and um, Benicio. Oh, and one back there. Any hiding back in the congregation? Oh, there's one right here. Okay, if you're a preschooler. Brother, I don't think you're a preschooler. Kind of thinking not. You just want them fishy crackers. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. Thank you. Anybody else? All right, elementary kids. Elementary kid, anybody hiding back in the back? Any of you junior high want to do one? I got extra boxes. You guys want the fishy crackers too, don't you? All right, we got four right here. Anybody else? One back there? Okay. One right here. Raise your hand if you want one. We got some extras. There's, there's one back there, one back there. And then all the, all the junior hires wanted one. Oh, this is a preschool one if, we, if you guys needed it. All right. All right, you guys ready to listen to a song? You guys ready? Just before Pastor Mark comes.
Biting pretty good. Uh, I don't know. That side over there looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to take the long way around on the bank. We got three different types of bank. We should be able to catch some uh, multiple different types of fish. I know. I got a lot of carbs in this one, man. All right. Got to have a chair. Of course, I don't have a hat. No, I'm going to get roasted out here. Uh, apparently, I brought a bunch of dough that needed to be uh, you guys, you, cooked. You guys like gummy worms? You didn't even cook that thing? Nah. Well, I got the best. I got Twinkies. I know the fish are liking the Twinkies, right? Mine's kitchen fresh pizza. Uh, Twinkies yeah. or pizza? Come on. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? What's, what's happening here? Uh, what are we doing? What is this? We're, we're, we're fishing. Fish. Fishing for men. Fishing for what? Fishing, fishing for men. That's not what you had to fish for men. I see some big ones out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like the Twinkies. I yeah, know it's how you, Sean, but I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I'll> just, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who know Sean, he's, he's our resident Twinkie man at the, at the retreat. He does really good. He's awesome. Pizza, what's up, guy? You don't even eat pizza. <laughs> it's for the fish, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you yeah, accept it because you don't like that, though. You, you, <laughs> the fish. No, that's not how you catch it. This is close, but this is that's for the kids, right? He's got gummy worms. He's doing pretty good. Come on, guys. No, 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 no. That's not how you catch fish. Let me tell you how to catch fish. I'm going to tell them everybody how we catch fish, how we catch men, how we become fishers of men. That's not how we did. Now, all of you would like the Twinkies and the gummy worms, huh? And the pizza if it was cooked, huh? But, uh, but that's not how we catch people. Because Jesus told us, you know, when, when Peter... And was being a fisherman in Luke chapter uh, 11. We're going to go there stuff. But thank you guys for doing all this stuff. You guys are awesome and blessed. And we are. I got an announcement. At the men's retreat, I don't know how to catch a That's right. Come on. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I do like Twinkies. That's just the way it goes. I know I'm not supposed to eat those. I like cupcakes. I like chocolate donuts. I like all the stuff that's not good for you. That's why I work out. People say, yeah, but if you work, it's not good. No, no, no. That's why I work out. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus told us that we need to become as a little child and learn things? Sometimes we got to break things down and make things simple. Jesus, when he began to share things. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 11, because this is what they're learning in children's church. We can all learn this too. You know, she sang the song about the Great Commission and the Great Commission. You guys can open up your boxes now and get ready because we're going to talk about to follow Jesus. And it's called Follow Jesus. 
you know, and uh, to be like Jesus and to do what Jesus says, how to do, and to act like him, to be like him, because we're going to find out what it means to follow Jesus, all right? I know that there's been a big push about being a followers of Jesus, and a lot of times we're just kind of, looks like we're, we're kind of following from afar, but when the Bible tells us to follow Jesus, it means to be like him, Amen. It means to be just like him, you know. So here in Luke's gospel, chapter 11, uh, we're going to begin reading at verse 1. And you know, I I like the gospels. Aren't you glad that uh, the Holy Spirit didn't just pick one man to write everything? I'm glad that he picked all of these guys and all of these folks to write and to put things down. Uh, But, you know, if you read this account in Mark, and if you read this account in Matthew, you think, gosh, man, how powerful was Jesus just to walk by? These guys are cleaning their nets and say, hey, follow me. I'll make you fishers. And they just throw down, leave their livelihoods, leave everything and follow him without even hearing him, without even knowing anything about him. That's what Mark says. And that's what Matthew says. Yeah, they just jumped up and took off. And I'm thinking, what, what would compel? I mean, these guys are not even born again. They don't have the Spirit of God living in them. What would compel them to do this? But Luke, thank God for Luke, because he explains what all happened and what took place and how they were affected in this. So let's read verses 1 through 11 here. And for those of you who think that we're going to go long, this is children's church. You've got to change every five minutes or you lost them. So we're going to do this, okay? We're working on this. So you're going to see me jump through hoops. Here we go. You ready? Once Jesus was in a certain place, praying as he finished, uh, wait a minute, this is what I, Luke chapter, Luke chapter 5, not Luke chapter 11, Woo. Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 11, hallelujah, I'm thinking that's when Jesus taught him to pray, good chapter, but not the one we want, hallelujah, and it says, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. He's stepping into one of the boats. Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and he taught the crowds from there. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. And when he, you know, you know, what he catches fifth, he said, Master Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down, or I'll let the nets down. Reading in the New Living Translation, in the King James Version, it says he only let down one net. But I kind of believe even if he had let down all of the nets, you know, they still would have broken, you know, just because God doesn't have any rebellious fish. When he told them to come, they were all there. All of the Sea of Galilee fish were at that one spot. And so it says this, so I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. And a a shout for help brought their partners in the other boats. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Isn't that amazing? And when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and he said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I am too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people or fishing for men. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and follow Jesus. Can you imagine? They had the biggest fish, they, fish of catch they ever had. The biggest catch of fish, the biggest load. I mean, the most prosperity that they'd ever had in their lives. The more fish than they'd ever seen. And prospering. And they left everything and didn't even do anything with it. Left it with everybody there. Left everything to follow Jesus. Because of the word that Jesus spoke, but also the miracle that Jesus did. Isn't it amazing that when it talks about following Jesus or being a follower or taking home, that there's something that happens on the inside of us. All of us here at one time, we heard the word of God and it changed our lives. And, and many of us, we heard it over and over until it finally sunk in. But we came to a point where we heard the word of God and it changed our lives. You know, they came up and it was on the funny skit of how we're going to catch men. 
But it's, it's amazing uh, 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 that we're, we're talking about right here on how to catch and how to have the right kind of bait, right? Because when you go fishing, I like to fish. I'm not very good at it, but I like to fish, <laughs> okay? And uh, uh, so, but anyways, but it, how many of you know it's, it's, it's important to have the right kind of bait? But how many of you know that God only chose one kind of bait for the mankind? Go with me, if you would, over to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. You know, we ask ourselves, what does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to have that personal relationship with the Lord? We understand that because we've made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives. And when we understand that, that, you know, we don't understand why other people can't see how wonderful it is. But how do you know that it's God who has to draw them in, not us? We're to, we're to share, we're to talk, we're to go, where the great commission is go ye into all the world. We're supposed to just declare the truths of the word of God. We're supposed to show how great God is in our lives. We're supposed to give an answer to everyone that asks the reason of, uh, of the hope that's within us. And we're supposed to be excited about the things of God. Amen? We ought to be. Glory to God. And we ought to be more excited now than ever before because we're looking for the Lord's return. We're seeing so many things happening. Amen? But here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, look at verse 21. Boy, I got my new living Bible here to do the kids, and it is small print. So we're working on this. Hallelujah. Y'all doing okay? There we go. You ready? We're going to do this. So if I squint, forgive me. Uh, Amen. It says, since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolishness to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended, and the Gentiles say, that's just all nonsense. Sounds like the world today. But to those God, or those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. You know, in the King James Version, it says, God has chosen the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of the gospel to draw men unto him. Isn't it amazing? It's by our testimonies and by our preaching, by our declaring, by our sharing, just how Jesus unto me. You know, many times people say, well, I don't know enough. I don't know the Bible enough or I don't know it well. Well, God wants you to know the Bible, but really all God wants to know is what he did for you. You remember the one blind man that they questioned him and the, and the blind man said, well, talking about Jesus. And he said, listen, I don't know anything about Jesus, but one thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. You know, one thing, we may not know all the scripture, we may not know how to, how to discuss everything. One thing I do know, I was lost and now I'm found. Amen. One thing I do know, glory to God, I'm so glad I'm in Christ. I'm so glad that my relationship, because that's what God wants. You know, we make things hard because the more knowledge we have, the more we think we have to explain things. The more that we think we have to try to get them to understand. And you need to understand, it's, you're never by human wisdom are you ever going to convince anybody. Did you notice what he said right here in verse 20? Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. The world's not going to know him through human wisdom because you can't figure out God. You're always going to get frustrated with it. You're not going to be able to figure him out because he's God. Isn't that wonderful that he's bigger than your brain? God's bigger than your brain. How that is. Because that's where faith got. But God chose the foolishness of just sharing the gospel that Jesus died for because you needed a savior. And isn't it wonderful that it's, look at verse 24 down there when it says, but to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, if you, if you look at that just in face value, you would think, oh my gosh, that, mean, that means that God has some to be saved and some not to be saved. But we know that the word of God says that all, God, Jesus died for the whole world, for everybody to be saved. You know, sometimes we got to remind ourselves, and that's what we're reminding this next generation about. They're diving in, they're coming in to understand how to know and share with their people around them and to, to see God's hand and God's plan. Amen? 
you know, we were just at, uh, at uh, you know, we were just there at camp meeting and everything. And they had kids services at night. They didn't have any kids services during the day. So Adam and Kelly brought all six of their kids. And so they were in the main services during the day because we had services at 10 o'clock and then at 2 or 2.30 and then 7. And so you're, you're there three different times during, during the, the day. But going there and one of the photographers, you know, Raymond goes around, they take pictures of everybody and everything. But it went up on the Kenneth Hagin Ministries page. And one of the pictures was Adam and uh, Hank and Hawkins there. And they put up, because they were all worshiping God while we were worshiping God. And it was such a, a neat thing to see my son, my grandkids and everything, worshiping God, honoring God in, in the midst of things. And, and such, a, such a blessing in that. And to see it, to see God's hand. You know, we have a tendency to think that even with kids, because I was talking to my, my grandson, Hawkins, who was really disappointed. He, he really wanted to go to youth. And they said sixth graders could go to youth, but really it's seventh graders because he said you had to have graduated from the sixth grade. He graduated from fifth grade, going to be in the sixth grade. So they, didn't, so they had a lot of disappointed uh, sixth graders uh, at this thing. So they had to actually get up and give an announcement and say, this is, we had to, you know, it wasn't said right. It wasn't pronounced right. So anyways... But Hawkins made the best. He went into children's church. He shared with people. He encouraged folks, lifted it. He was just sharing with me. He said, you know, it's just good to be, to be able to encourage folks. And they had 46 kids get filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, one of them was my other grandson, Colt, got filled with the Holy Spirit. It's such a, such a testimony and the, and, and the heart of God in their lives. You know, and I have such a heart for kids. I have such a heart to love kids. Because, see, I got born again when I was nine years old. And when I got born again, I went and told every person I knew, every kid I knew. I mean, I told them all, and I dragged 20 kids to the altar the next night. You know, I was just on fire for God and, uh, because I just love God. You know, I don't know how many of those kids actually, actually got saved. They all went and answered the altar call, but I'm not sure if any of them did. You know, but the key is, is that I did tell them. I did share with them. I did tell them because I wanted them to have the joy and to know that there's no more guilt and no more shame and no more condemnation. Amen? Man, aren't you glad? And then I wanted them to know, experience the strength and I wanted them to experience uh, 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 what God could do in their lives. And I still want to do that. I still want you to know and I want you to experience. I want you to know the truth because the truth will set you free. So, you know, I decided to follow Jesus, you know, and and when I did, I made a decision. You know, I didn't understand because after that week of revival was over, I was still excited. And all 20 of those kids went back and did everything they always did. And when I got back into school, because it was Easter break at that time, and when I got back into school, you know, hey, I'm all excited. They were all the same. And I guess I used to tell you before, I used to tell you guys, I always thought God was picking on me. Because I couldn't do what everybody else was doing. Amen. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I had to, I had to, you know, had to be obedient. I had to be on time. I had to, you know, couldn't lie. couldn't do anything. I had to say, hey, how to always tell the truth, you know. And that's a bummer when you're a kid and you always have to tell the truth. <laughs> no, it really isn't. It's actually really fun, guys. It really, it really is. Amen. But here's the thing. When you say you're to follow Jesus, you've got to walk like Jesus walks. You know, I'm thoroughly convinced that if the body of Christ would get excited and would actually begin to walk and to act like Jesus, and when we begin to share the love of Jesus with people, don't let that bother you if they don't want to hear. Our job is just to share. Our job is just to speak it. God's job is to draw them. Because it's, you know, it's what verse 24 says, but to those that are called by God to salvation, and the whole world is, but we all know that the whole world's not going to get saved. We want them to. Jesus died for the whole world. But the Bible says that they've got to, the Holy Spirit has to draw them. So that our job is just to share the truth. None of them are going to be able to stand before God and say that nobody told them. They're all going to know that. And I'm going to make, you know, I wanted to make sure that everybody that I knew, knew, that, hey, you need to love Jesus. You need to take hold of the word of God. You need to do this. Hallelujah. I mean, uh, it, it just used to shock me when I would read the Word of God and see what these guys would do, especially this story of how Jesus got all of his disciples. How did he get, the, how did he get them just to, just to leave everything? Not even being, just to leave and say, we're going to follow you. 
And so what did Jesus say when he was preaching right here, you know, over there in, in, in Luke chapter 5? I thought, well, what message did he, did he preach? Well, I believe he was preaching Luke chapter 4. It's what we have right here. I believe that's the message that Jesus preached. Every, that was his first message in every town he went to. And then he would preach other things. I believe he preached that. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Amen. Did you know you're anointed? You know, you're anointed. The spirit of the Lord's on you. Yes, you are. You're anointed with the presence of God. Because when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, amen, guess what happened? You got that same spirit. The Bible says you got the same spirit that was in Jesus. That same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That same life. That same. So when Jesus said, I'm anointed, I'm anointed, hallelujah, what did he say he was anointed to do? Preach the gospel to the poor. Those that are poor in spirit, those that are poor in everything, those that don't know, we can preach the gospel. It's the good news. It's the good news. I, and it always used to shock me with people not knowing how great it is to be born again and to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the greatest truth that we can share with anybody. It's a glory to God. God loves you. God loves you. He, Jesus died because you needed it. Amen. Hallelujah. And you don't even need it just so you can go to heaven. You need it right now so you can live. Amen? And Jesus said, I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. I'm anointed to heal the brokenhearted. Man, do we have so many brokenhearted folks. People that have been frustrated. People that have been hurt. We've all been hurt. And we've all, things have happened to us. But Jesus is anointed. And you're anointed to heal the brokenhearted. You're also anointed to preach deliverance to the captives. Those that are held in bondage. Amen? There's a lot of people who are following Jesus that... uh, are held in bondage because they don't know they've been set free. The prison doors are open, but they're not walking out of it. They're still held in bondage by what's going on in the past, or they're held in bondage, you know, by words that have been spoken over them. And you got to take authority of those words. Amen? He also said that he would preach recovery of sight to the blind, those that can't see. Oh, man, you know, the God of this world has blinded the eyes of so many different people. And so don't get frustrated about the world just acting like the world acting crazy. Well, our job is just to herald the truth. Our job is just to speak the truth. We got to continue to speak the truth. Amen. Amen. But we got to tell them. We do have to tell them because that is what God's called us. That's the great commission. Amen. And we want God to do signs and wonders and miracles and things. Hallelujah. You know, you know, that's my heart. My heart is that, is that we do this. But not only did he say that, he also said to set at liberty them that are bruised. And that's all the folks that have been beat up. How many know there's been a lot of folks beat up? And, uh, you know, I always tell people, well, welcome to the club. Go to Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. Go to Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. Hallelujah. Are y'all doing okay? Amen. I know many times when you talk about things like this, people get all nervous. They go, yeah, but I just don't know how to talk. They get, they get the Moses syndrome, I like to say. Who am I? And then they get little Gideon in there too, you know. But hey, I'm, I'm you know, I don't know anything. I, I'm the, I'm from my family's on, you know. Hey, I just don't, you know. I'm, I'm the lowest family. I'm the lowest tribe. And who am I, you know? And Moses, like I stutter, I can't talk. And I'm, you know, God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Aren't you glad we all qualify? Amen. You know, there's a lot of avenues that we can share and do. But here in Mark's gospel, chapter 16, verse 15 says, <clears throat> right here it says, and then, and then he told them, go ye into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miracle, miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak with new tongues or new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. I like the other thing. You know, the key is, is that we're not handling snakes. We're just taking authority over the enemy. Amen. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. And when the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached and the Lord worked with them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Amen. You know, it's the great commission. It's not the great suggestion. Okay. It's not a suggestion. It's a great commission. It's what Jesus told us to do and, and what we need to do. 
and we make it hard because we try to think, okay, I got to answer all everybody's questions. No, we don't. We don't answer anybody's questions. All we got to do is say, hey, this is what Jesus said. Here's the gospel. It's the gospel that has the anointing on it. It's the good news. It's the foolishness of preaching. It's the foolishness of sharing that God can open up their eyes and let them see. Amen. See the hand of God that can change their lives. Because Jesus told us all to be fishers of men. Amen. I mean, thank God, you know, if it was, if we, if Jesus said there was other bait, I mean, and what if he just said Twinkies was it? If you could just get anybody to eat the Twinkies. You know, man, would we get so many people saved. Just eat the Twinkies, you know, but this, that's not it. You know, we, you know, we want to always, it's human nature to always want something natural. It's always human nature to work for it, to earn it. But you don't have to earn it. Amen? See, it's, it's, it's the gospel that, that convicts people to know that they're a sinner. Jesus preaching that, hey, this is what I am anointed. Here's it. And those that believe me. And it made Peter say, he said, depart from me. I, I'm a sinner. Man, you're, and, and, and what did Jesus say? Don't be afraid because from now on you're going to be fishers of men. Follow me. And they upped and they left everything because they followed him. Hallelujah. And we know they weren't perfect. We know the disciples weren't perfect. My goodness. They all had attitudes. They had, they wanted to call fire down from heaven and kill people. You know, they wanted, you know, who was going to be the greatest. I mean, Peter, you know, he was impulsive. He was yelling and always, uh, he had an inferiority complex with John. You know, he said, John, you ask him because he loves you better more than he loves me. And that's kind of like the body of Christ. Most people have a Peter syndrome than they have a John syndrome. John had a revelation. Hey, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loves. Hallelujah. Y'all need to get a revelation of that. Peter's like, eh, he tolerates me. <laughs> See, Paul gave us a revelation of what we need to do as the body of Christ for you and I and for these kids because, you know, all of these kids, they can minister to their, their generation. We've got to minister to our generation. And I'm bound and determined that every generation is going to be able to, to declare the word of God. I want to see our kids laying hands on kids, seeing them get uh, uh, healed and filled. And see, the thing that was so cool about the 46 kids getting filled with the Holy Spirit is not one adult prayed for the kids. It was the kids who were filled that prayed for the kids. So Hawkins got to pray and he got to talk to kids because he was already filled with the Holy Ghost and watch kids get filled with the Spirit and watch kids minister to kids. Amen? I like what the Bible says. A little child's going to lead them. I believe that they can rise up and let the power and the presence of God be made manifest and see things supernaturally. Hallelujah. And see the things, you know. You know, we look at things and the, you know, the power of God hit the building a couple of times during the week. And uh, one of the little Hank, who's only five years old, you know, he just got all excited and just literally, believe it or not, folks, danced in the Holy Spirit and got so blessed. But then he got embarrassed. But he, and then it was like, you know, because Adam kept saying, well, just do what you did again. And he couldn't do any of that stuff because it wasn't him. You know, because he just yielded. He just, and it was so precious to see him. Just like when nobody was looking, they took that picture and, and they're raising their hand. You know, when Adam's got his eyes closed, he's, he's not knowing what's going on because the hand of God, we look at the kids and we go, well, get the kids out of here, get the kids. No, praise God for the power and the presence of God. You know, they had about 200 and some odd youth that ran down front every service that they weren't in their own service and just worshiped God in front of everybody because they are hungry for the things of God. And they're a remnant, but we thank God that this next generation, we see you know, everything else that's going on, but glory to God, there's the hand of God upon them. Amen? And we want them. We want to instill within them to know how great God is. Amen? And now they can hear from heaven and they can know how not to be afraid. See, when that tornado started to come, you know, Pastor Pamela went over to our grandkids and just sat down with them because they got a little bit nervous because it's a tornado because they could see that there was other people getting nervous. And that's why I said me and two friends of mine, we just we took authority and then began to pray and plead the 91st Psalm, but we had to take authority over fear and, and just believe God and, and, and everything was fine. But to let them know, no, it's okay. We can trust. We can pray. We can let God be God. God hears your prayers. 
God directs your steps. As you follow Jesus the best way you can, hallelujah, then you receive. Amen? Because many times we look at ourselves and we start to doubt ourselves because we think, well, yeah, but I don't know enough. Praise God, I may not know much, but I know him. And I know he's my Lord, he's my Savior, and I got to tell everybody that Jesus loves him, and I got to follow Jesus with all of the things within me, and I've got to allow God to be God in my life. And that's what we have to do. We have to model it. We have to continue to allow God to be God. Amen? And it's a, if people don't want to hear, you just say, next. <laughs> don't let that bug you. You know, you've humored, you know, you've heard me humorously say when I was, you know, when I was on the airlines before we had iPads and all that kind of stuff, I actually brought my Bible. And I'd pull out my Bible to read. Now, of course, I pull out my iPad, which has my Bible on it and everything else, so I could do it. But, you know, I remember doing this, and many, many times, you know, one time in particular where a person was just like, I'm just reading my Bible, I'm not doing it. All of a sudden, this young lady says, oh, you're one of those. And I thought, okay, this would be a great conversation. Amen. And I said, well, what do you mean by one of those? Well, you've got to be, you, you know, you're like a Christian. You're like saying, I said, well, I'm not like one. I is one. <laughs> and then I turned to her and I said, and you're not? You're not? You're going through church? You're going through life? And I told you, you're going through life all by yourself? Without God? Without Jesus? Without having anyone to help? Man, I don't have enough faith for that. I mean, I tell people all the time, they say, well, I'm an atheist. I said, man, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. And they go, well, what do you mean by that? I said, there's no way I have enough faith to be an atheist. I'm so glad. I mean, hey, you know, that I've got somebody to take hold of, that I can trust God, that I've got somebody I can go to that, that's there, that's always and never leaves me, that I can look and see on the inside that I know the life that I had before and the life that I have now, even though it was short, but I know who I am in Christ and what God has done for me. And I just tell them how great it is to be, and I love my life. I'm enjoying my life. Are you excited about your life? You know, most people, when they ask those questions, they're, they're hurting. They're really wanting to know the truth. I mean, they really, really are. They're really wanting to know what you have. We get so nervous and we get embarrassed and we ask ourselves, why? It's like if somebody's going to pass out tracks, you know? That's the one thing that I forgot was those things. You brought them, you got them, you, did, you, you got me, they're good. Hand me one of those. See, that's why there's a couple of, actually three or four people in our church that just, they just, they just put me to shame with things like this. You know, I could name this stuff. And uh, about handing out, leaving things. You know, this is something that we did and we did it from Brother Self asked us and talked to us about. This is the Romans Road to Salvation. And it's just a bookmark. It's really cool. And it's wonderful that, you know, you can leave these with a nice generous tip and let everybody know. Leave it with a sucker like Brother Self does all the time. And, you know, it, it's amazing because... We go to have coffee once a week and he witnesses to every person in that place and, and, we, and leaves them tracks, leaves them candy. He's known as the candy man, so he likes to give them candy and so it's good. But the key is, is that you never know and I know there's others that we go and they do and they leave other things that they have. But all this simply is, is it just tells you how to be born again. You know, it's funny because we look at things and we think, well, what good is a little piece of paper? But do you know that books and papers can go through and be in places that nobody else can get to? Amen? You know, we've seen God do supernatural miracles. You know, our church supports Kevin Castro's ministry and, it's, you know, we, and we've printed over five million books and sent them into to, to India and Hindu and all the different languages and stuff. And of course, we've printed out a whole two Bibles in different languages they didn't have. Uh, we printed the new birth in Braille and because uh, there's a lot of blind people in India and stuff. And, got, you know, and, and the books and everything go to places nobody else can get into because believe it or not, there's places that it's, Ill, it's illegal to preach the gospel. Amen. That they don't want you to be there. But books and things can get in there. And that's where these things can get in. And, uh, you know, I, uh, when I was first in ministry, you know, because we they were talking about doing tracks and different things. And I was like, I didn't really think too much about it. But I hired a youth minister. 
who was just a terrific guy, and he's now the senior pastor at Pittsburgh Christian Fellowship. It's Pastor Chris DeMarc. But he was washing dishes. He was going to Penn State University, and uh, he ain't trying to make extra money, so he's washing dishes, cleaning toilets as a nice little Catholic boy, not born again, not anything, and he found a track. And he read that track, and he got born again. He graduated with his degree and everything, but then he turned around and went to Ramah, and he you know, went into ministry, and he said, yeah, I got born again because I read a track, and I said, you know what? I will never, because, and he truly got born again. You know, nobody, is, he was the first one of his family to get saved, and I thought, you know what? I never despise leaving something or leaving things because you never know who's going to read it. Amen? And sometimes we have this tendency, even, but the biggest thing is inviting them to church or inviting them to talk to somebody. See, God's heart. Listen, folks, we're not, you know, trying to uh, bring condemnation and guilt. This ought to be the most exciting time in the world because, you know, Jesus, is gonna, you know, probably right now is the easiest time to witness because all you got to do is you got to ask, hey, are you ready for Jesus coming? Because he's coming. Did you know he's coming? I'm going to close on it. Did you know that Jesus is coming? Did you know that? He is. Now, if you don't, you may not believe it. Doesn't matter if you believe it. He's coming. I mean, the signs of the time are here. Everything is done. He's coming. You say, well, when? I don't know. You may, it may be 15, 20, 30, maybe, it may be tomorrow. But all I know is you got to be ready. But you got to let, Jesus is coming. And you got world events. You got things that are taking place that are happening all the time. But human reasoning, human wisdom is not going to save anybody. Human wisdom is not going to draw anybody to God. But the gospel is. The love of God is. Scripture will. It'll change people's lives. Amen? And thank God that we know it. And we have things to get it into your hands. Amen? And that's our heart. And that's why, kids, when you follow Jesus, when you follow Jesus, because how many of you remember the story of Peter? Hey, are you guys listening to me right here? What's happening? What's going on? I lost you. You still coloring how many fishes we got here? We're going to close. You got to listen because they want to go home. So we got to get here. It's good. Now, Here's something you need to understand. Peter, he left his fishing ministry. He followed Jesus for three and a half years. But then Jesus was crucified. Peter denied him. Peter had an incredible setback. Peter tells in John chapter 20, he says, hey, guess what, guys? I'm going fishing. I'm going back to the fishing business and all the disciples said, well, we'll go with you. Let's do this. We don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea. Jesus had already appeared to him twice. But Peter's like, I don't know about this, guys. So he goes back to fish. Jesus is on the shore. They've toiled all night, haven't caught anything. Jesus is on the shore. Jesus yells out and says, hey, have you got any fish? They said, no, nah, we don't have anything. He said, why don't you throw your net on the right side? So they throw it on the right side. And the boat begins to sink. Or the boat, they get, too, they get too many fish. They're like, oh my gosh. It's so, you know, in the net. And, they, and then John says, it's the Lord. Well, of course it's the Lord. It's the same miracle that he did to call him. <laughs> See, many times out of what we do is we don't ever, we get to going on in life, but then we get hit and we get spiritual blows and we get all kinds of things that we turn back to go fishing. We turn back to the natural things. We turn back to do things. And, and we're having a struggle. We're not receiving the things of God, but we're just turning back. And Jesus is saying, hey, guys, you know, here it is. Bring in the fish. Bring in the fish. Now, isn't it funny that they couldn't bring the fish in to get it into the boat because the net was so filled. But Peter jumps out of the boat, grabs the fish, and drags all 153 fishes to shore. That's what the Bible says. There was 153 fishes in there, you know, and brings it to shore. Okay, and then when they get there, he, Jesus said, bring some of your fish. Well, Jesus already had fish frying, so it was all doing good. But he began to share, and that's when he began to talk to Peter for the third time and got Peter back in line. And guess what? God wants to do that for us. I mean, sometimes we have to be reminded of when we were called. We have to be reminded of what God did in our lives. Sometimes we have to stir up the gift of God. You know, I thank God for this week that we were at because it, it reminded me. They showed a big video of 50 years uh, of what was going on and when I began to see all that you know I was at most of that three quarters of the whole video I was there at all of those services uh, you know and watching and seeing and it just put me in remembrance of times in my life when there was milestones and there was things and what it did is it reminded me hallelujah uh, of just what God has done 
and what he's going to do and what he's going to continue to do. I don't live in the past. I live in the, in the present and I live for the future because I know what God has in store. But I thank God for the past. I thank God that God did it then. He'll do it again. I thank God he's faithful. Amen? Amen. But what it did, it has just stirred up my heart and said, you know what? God and Jesus is real. So let's determine to follow Jesus. Let's determine to show the world. Let's let our light shine so bright that everyone around us knows who we are. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And my wife is coming up here. I can see that already. She's, she's geared up here. She's like chomping at the bit. Amen. So I was going to just ride in here, but I better give her a few minutes. I'll, I'll cut her off. She goes too long. Okay. Come on up here. She's, 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 she's all excited. You were just too long. I was going to scoop you off the platform. Oh, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. Did you guys listen to Pastor Mark this morning? All right. So we learned about fishing for octopus. People. Fishing for men, for people. And can we use a net like this to fish for people? No, I don't know. Some of you, I might fit in this. Things are huge. This is Joe's rife's net. Like, I don't know. It's not very strong, but it's big. It works. Yeah, it looks really fun. So the net, we, you know, we learned today the net is the good news of Jesus Christ, right? It's the message. It's the message of what Jesus did for us. And that's how we catch the men and the, 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 our friends. And, and when we share Jesus Christ with them, it's like a net that goes out. And it helps bring them in. Into, uh, into, we want to bring them to Christ, amen? Into Jesus' arms. arms. That's really good. I like that. And so I just want to share with you kids one really quick thing is that a couple things that you can do this week, and this goes to all of us in this room. We have a challenge this morning. We'd like to challenge you to share someone uh, about Jesus Christ this week. You know, um, as Pastor Mark was saying, we live in such a great time. You know, there's, uh, it's such an opportunity for us to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, uh, one of the ways that you can do, if you have books at home that, you're, that you no longer use that talk about Jesus, you can just give one of your friends a book. Like this one says, it's the birth of a Savior. You, you know, by, by giving another friend a book about Jesus or about his miracles, that's one way that we follow Jesus in sharing um, the message of Jesus Christ to our friends. And so you, you guys got books that you maybe want to give away? Anybody got books? You want to keep them all? <laughs> hey, I, I have a sister. She gets me. She's got me all kinds of books. If you need books from Sister Pam, I got it. But I wanted to share this, you know, like he said, Brother Self. You didn't have to sit down. You can sit up here. Brother Self is our hero. Um, he's just he's such a man of God. I just, we just love him so much. And, and he, he gives out these things. It's called, This is a Round to It. Have you heard it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to read this to you because it's so adorable what it says. Um, it says, you have pacified your conscience by saying that you would find peace with God one day. When you get around to it, well, now you have one. This is why you shouldn't wait any longer. If you have told one lie, you are a liar. If you have stolen anything, irrespective of value, you are a thief. If you have looked with lust, you have committed adultery in your heart. If you hate someone, you've committed murder in your heart. Your sin has angered God, and the Bible teaches that you are his enemy. On judgment day, you will end up in hell, but there's good news. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us, and Jesus took your punishment, and then he rose from the dead, defeated the grave. If you repent and trust in him, God will grant you everlasting life. Read your Bible daily and obey it, and God will never let you down. And I think this is so cute. So he, he gives, he, I, he, I, we would have should have had the master, you know, grand uh, round to it guy up here to share his testimony. But these are just really crafty, unique ways to share Jesus Christ. If you see a tidal wave is coming, are you going to be silent and not help anybody? If you see a tidal wave coming, you think you're going to tell people you better start running? Yeah. If there's a fire coming and you see people are just walking down the streets, going in the stores, and, and you know that this fire is coming, would you say something to help people and warn them about the fire that's coming? 
Yeah. So that's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to to share his message because, you know, um, he's he's going to save them from a lot of bad things. And so you have a good message in Jesus Christ. And today, um, like he said, I want to give all you kids and and I don't I could I didn't get them from your office, but I have. I have a stack of them here. If you, any of anyone in this room would like one of these um, Romans Road Bible bookmarkers, um, like I said, you know, Brother Self is really cute how he puts them in a baggie and he has candy in there and then he kind of, he just gives them out and um, he's really clever how he does it. You can get creative too, but um, you can just leave this somewhere even. And it has, like he said, the, the, the Romans Road, the scriptures that walk you through how to receive Christ and also it has an invitation to the best church in this town. And the name of that church is? <laughs> hey, I believe it. I believe. I believe our hearts. You know, you guys are so wonderful. And um, we want to invite people to church because we want them to know Christ and we want them to have peace in this world. So all you kids, everybody, I'm going to give you one of these. And just find somebody you can share this with. And, um, and it's kind of self-explanatory. Hey, Dina, would you want to give one to the kids for me? And um, if anybody else wants one, um, we'll be happy to ha- give you guys one too. Any adults want one? There's some back there? Oh, good. In the lobby. Okay, he, uh, Carl just said that there's, t- there's some in the lobby. And um, so God bless you guys. Did you guys learn something today? You kids? Yeah. Are you going to go fishing? Don't take the pizza. We should give away the gummy worms, though. Let me see who, the gummy worms. Hey, could you grab the gummy worm bag? All right, let me see. Who, who, let me see your your papers. Do you guys color some fishes? Wow, did he say follow Jesus that many times? That's awesome. 16 times, come on, sister. 16 times. She just earned the gummy bears, I think, the gummy worms. That's awesome. All right, so um, would somebody like to just tell me, and we're going to end, honest, would one of you kids like to tell me something about what Pastor Mark said about following Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus? Raise your hand and come tell me about it. Uh, Okay, come on up here. What does it mean to follow Jesus? To obey him. You obey him. Yeah. All right. You are the grand winner. (laughs) Sorry, mom. Of this 20,000 pound gummy worm bag. So you too can be a fisher of Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, we don't use the gummy worms, huh? (laughs) All right. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Mark. I will turn it back to you. Oh, I'm going to turn it back. Well, if there's anyone here that you don't know Jesus Christ, I mean, serving God is the best thing. It's he's, he's so wonderful. You have peace. You have life. Uh, it says in the word of God that, um, you know, if you don't know what's going to happen to you once you die, and that is kind of something people think about during the COVID thing, people just, where they were so afraid because they didn't know what was going to happen if they died. But we know what's after life. There is a, an eternal life. You have two places to go after death, heaven or hell. And those places are actual physical places you will go. And so... Um, Thank goodness for Jesus Christ that has provided a way for us to have eternal life. Jesus said, he that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. It's that simple. So if you want eternal life, you want to live life um, in the presence of God and joy in, in his peace and presence, you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's that simple. So if there's anyone here this morning, we're going to have our prayer team. Prayer team, you can come up. Um, we would love for you to come forward, and um, they will walk, walk it through with you. So let's all stand, and let's, let's have a closing word in prayer. Father, we just want to thank you this morning. We thank you for the message of Jesus Christ. We thank you that, Lord, it's such good, it is good news. It's good news that you, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. God, thank you that you loved us so much. 
that you want to um, give us life and that more abundantly. I pray for each one here that, God, you would just make them fishers of men. That, God, you would put a hunger in us for souls. God, I thank you that revival, one of the earmarks of revival is that we have a passion for souls to see people get saved. And, God, I pray that you'd stir that up within us again, that we would be excited about who God is. We would be excited about the good news of Jesus Christ. And we would be bold and brave to share the message of Jesus with anyone that we see that, Lord, you would just lead us to. And God, just anoint us today. I pray that you would just make divine appointments for us, God, that we might be able to help those, God, because the world without Christ, the Bible says, is dead. They are without hope. They are the enemies of God. And so, Lord, I just thank you that you give us boldness to share Christ with everyone we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. God bless you.